Welcome, everybody, to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find focus for living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. Third John, chapter 1, verse 2. That's the same thing. That's what's been up there. I just felt like we, my, I guess the Holy Spirit thought we needed one more round of that song. Now, people get nervous when I read this passage of Scripture. Because people go, oh, he's one of them prosperity preachers. Well, let me tell you, I am, I am one of those. I'm also a holiness preacher. I'm a Pentecostal preacher. I'm a faith preacher. I'm a divine healing preacher. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. Now, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. But here's what it said. Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way, every way, and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. We made it halfway through what we can call a wacko year. This is a year that, quite frankly, I don't ever want to have to relive again. (sighs) I don't suppose anyone could have predicted the events of this year. Before March 10th, or before March, I'd never heard of social distancing, but it's a phrase that we've become too familiar with. Along with steps... That we are all encouraged to take to keep ourselves safe and healthy, right? Now, now let me tell you something. Somebody asked, Pastor, do we have anybody in the church who's had COVID? Well, what do you think? 700 people who attend, one, and then probably a th- over 1,000 people who say that this is their church. Yeah, of course we've had people who've had COVID. But did they get it at church? I don't know. They could have got it at Walmart. Could have got it at work. So again, if you're still unsure, you take responsibility. You want somebody wanting to hug you? Check them. That's the church check, bit. Or just turn your back to them. Put your elbow out. They know. Amen. If you want to wear a mask, it's cool. You know, the, the mask doesn't help you from getting it. It helps other people from spreading it. My opinion. That's just my opinion. Facebook could probably block me now. But that's where we live, man. And we all know the steps that they've given us, right? What are they? Social distancing. Keep your distance, right? Wash your hands and wear a mask. Those are my three points today. They're the steps that they say to keep ourselves safe from a natural and temporary or temporal virus. And when I say natural, I'm I'm speaking of that it's of the natural world. But when I say temporary, everything that is natural in this world is temporary. How many understand that? 
But God wants us to be healthy in every area and aspect of our life. I thank you. Y'all get down. Get down before y'all make me do some more stuff. It may surprise you, but the Bible does say some things, a similar steps that will keep you safe from a much more dangerous virus than COVID-19. It will keep you from a virus called sin. It will keep you from infection that will cause you to bust hell wide open. I know we don't like to talk about hell, but it's real. The same people who don't think COVID-19 is real also don't believe in hell. But both of them are real. So how do we do this, Pastor? Step one, keep your distance. All right? Now, how, how are we supposed to do that, Pastor? Well, there are some folks that are simply unhealthy to be around. Now, I'm talking about spiritually now. There's some people in your life, and everybody's got them there. There are four types of people in your life right now. One that add to you, subtract you, divide you, and multiply. Now, you can't take everybody out of your life that subtracts and divides you because you might be the one multiplying and adding to that person. But you've got to make sure that there are more people adding to you and multiplying than there are those who are subtracting and dividing. You've got to make sure that you stay away from some people because they're simply unhealthy to be around. Some people, it's already 930, I just got to hurry. Let me stay to my notes. All right, so some people you just got to stay away from because here's why. They're carriers of corruption. Mm -hmm. Don't look at nobody. Just keep looking up here. They're carriers of corruption. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15.33, again, the, uh, uh, the, the Passion Translation, so stop fooling yourselves. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. Now, companion is somebody that you spend some time with. See, some of y'all, I know, but you're not my companion. All right? Pastor, I thought I was your companion. Get over yourself. No, no. I know you, but I don't hang out with you. I don't spend an enormous amount of time with you. Matter of fact, I had a companion who is... One of my best friends just showed up this weekend, uh, and he'll be in the next service. But he just showed up, wanted to get away, had wanted to get away, and, and and decided to come and be with us for a couple of days. The word "corrupt" in this translation or in in the Bible can be defined as to infect or contaminate. Evil companions will infect or contaminate good morals. If you're not careful regarding with whom you spend a lot of time of, you risk becoming infected with what they carry. Soon, you'll not be able to tell right from wrong. Because they have infected your system and it's hard to say what is right and what is wrong. See, these are not statements made by spiritually healthy people. Did you hear that? They're not made by spiritually healthy, but they're made by spiritually sick. Something like this. Perhaps it's a little old-fashioned to have absolutes. Yeah, it is old-fashioned because it's biblical. There are some absolutes. Well, we need to have a more fluid morality. No, 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 no. 
No, we don't. No, stand your ground. Perhaps we ought to be more mindful of alternate lifestyles and habits. I am mindful. And I know the grace of God and the blood of Jesus can deliver you from that alternate lifestyle. Proverbs 22 says, Do not associate with a man given to anger or with a hot-tempered man, or you will learn his ways and find a snare of yourself. If you want to be strong and spiritually, you cannot spend a great deal of time with unspiritual people or you become like them. Let me ask you this question. The people that you're hanging around, are you becoming like them or are they becoming like you? And then you got to ask the question, do you want to become like them? Do you want to become? Because there are some people I want to become like. Right? So I want to spend some time with them. So I, want, I don't want them to come down to my level. I want to go up to their level. But then there are some people that I don't want to go to their level. I want to keep where I'm at. You see, if you hang out with a lazy person, you become lazy. Or you become really tired because you do all the work. Good preaching, Pastor. Hang out with somebody who uses profanity and you will become profane. Some of us may need to quarantine ourselves from some of these folks. Quarantine yourself. The Apostle Paul was so serious about spiritual distancing, he wrote about it in 1 Corinthians 5 and 9. He said, I wrote to you previous letter asking you not to associate with those who practice sexual immorality. Yet in no way was I referring to avoiding contact. Did you hear that? It's a difference between hanging out with somebody and avoiding contact. The world needs our contact. The world needs our influence. Your friend needs your influence, but if they're influencing you more, then you got to check yourself. And it goes on to say, yet in no way am I referring to avoiding contact with unbelievers who are immoral or greedy or swindlers or those who worship other idols or other gods, for that would mean that you would have to isolate yourself from the world entirety. But now I'm writing to you so that you will exclude from your fellowship anyone who calls himself a fellow believer and practice sexual immorality or is consumed with greed or an idolater or verbally abusive or a drunkard or a swindler. Don't mingle with them or even have a meal with that type. Wow. Uh, you know who you are. I had dinner plans with you this afternoon. It's canceled. I'm kidding. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I want to hear that again. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not talking about being self-righteous, judgmental, standoffish. That's not what I'm talking about. Jesus was particular who he allowed in his, into his circle. Because I can love people from here, but I'm very cautious who I let in here everybody can come here I don't care what you are drunk profanity I don't care you can be a homosexual you can be whatever and I, 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 I can deal with you but it's another thing for, let, for to let you come inside my circle and you've got to be careful who you let inside your circle because listen the Bible said in John 2, 24, but Jesus on his part was not entrusting himself to them for he knew all men. I love this translation, the Christian uh, English version. It says, or contemporary English, it says, but Jesus knew what was in their heart and he would not let them have power over him. See, Jesus gave himself for all, but he did not give himself to all. Does that make sense to you? 
Did you, do you understand that? He gave himself for everybody, but he didn't give himself to everybody. I, I'm everybody's friend, but not everybody's my friend. All right? See, he was accepting to all, but not all are acceptable. Am I making sense to you? There are times when Jesus expressed that he wanted to gather all the inhabitants of Israel or Jerusalem to himself and protect them like a hen does, but he said they would not. They would not change. They would not alter their mindset because they would not, so he did not. Jesus loved us, and Jesus loves us all. He did good to all, but he did not let everyone into his circle. And you've got to ask yourself the question, who do I need to exclude from my circle? See, I was practicing social, a spiritual discipline even when I didn't know it was a word. I don't let just anybody just lay hands on me. I, I don't, you know, some, some stranger come up, Pastor, the Lord's given me a word to pray for you. I don't know you. What's, what's your clarification? Who are you? Where'd you come from? I, I don't do that. See, Psalms 1 and 1, and I'm, I'm, I'm skipping through a lot of this. Psalms 1 and 1 says this. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version because it has a lot of more words. It said, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice and their plans and their purpose, nor stands submissively or inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest with the scornful and the mockers gather. Take another look at that verse because it says, If blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who does not associate with characters or carriers of corruption, then the opposite would be true. And we've never learned, for those who have never learned how to spiritual distance, instead of blessed, you're cursed. Instead of happy, you're sad. Instead of fortunate, you're unfortunate. Instead of prospering, you're lacking. And instead of being enviable, you are unenviable. We're called to love everybody, but that does not mean that we got to accept everybody into our circle. Point number two is this. Wash yourself. I mean, I'm telling you, man, my hands, I don't know how anything, I don't know if I even got fingerprints anymore. I mean, know what I'm talking about, man. You always, you know, sanitizing, all this stuff. The very best thing that you can do to keep yourselves healthy according to, according to the CDC is wash your hands. Soap and water. And well over a hundred times in the Bible, the Bible instructs the people of God to wash themselves with the Word. Wash themselves with the Word to keep themselves clean. In the natural, we are told to take every opportunity to wash our hands. I almost can't even pass a sanitized station without getting some. Right? Because they're programming us. But I want to program you to every morning sanitize yourself by the reading of the Word of God. You see, soap and water. Is there water? Then, then wash your hands. Washing your hands one time is not enough. Let me go one step further. Washing your hands on a Sunday is not enough. What if I just wash my hand on a Sunday? No, baby. No, I wash my hands actively and, and continuously and I want to be a part of the Word of God and the Spirit of God actively and continuously. The Word of God is more than mental. It is also spiritual. When you spend time in the Word, reading it, thinking about it, it detoxifies your entire system. 
It cleanses your soul. It scrubs you clean. See, I've had people tell me, well, pastor, I just can't quit thinking impure thoughts. Well, then I tell you, it's not because you're not spending enough time in the Word and the Word would cleanse you then and cleanse that infection out of you. You're not spending enough time in the Word and in the Spirit. Because the Bible tells us in Titus 3 and 5, He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to the mercy by the washing of regenerating, or regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So spending time in prayer, praying the Word, praying in the Spirit, has the same cleansing effect on you. Pray the Word. Pray the Word. Believe the Word. Read the Word. Point number four, wear your mask. Are you wearing your mask? Are you wearing? I've got mine. When I, when I meander around, I wear it. Again, just in case I'm a carrier. I wear my mask. Psalms 41.1 says, So set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Because I'm protecting. Here, help me somebody. The whole purpose of that mask is not to protect you against floating virus, but it's to protect me from getting your spin on me. Well, Pastor, why ain't you got one? Because it's going to fly to fly about 15 feet, which has happened before. But anyway, the mask is not about what's getting in. It's about what's getting out. Is that the Bible? The Bible says in Matthew 15, 11, it's not what enters into the mouth that defiles a man, but what proceeds out of the mouth that defiles, poisons, corrupts, pollutes the man. You see, listen, your words are either purify, or will either purify your environment, environment or they will pollute it, and then you got to live in the environment that you just created. Did you hear that? Your words will either purify your environment or they pollute it and then you live in it. That kind of reminds me of what my mama used to say. It's your mess, you live in it. If you, if you plan on living in it, that's your, that's your deal. Proverbs 6.2 says this, You are snared with the words of your lips. You are caught by the speech of your mouth. Few people truly realize how powerful their own words are. You need to know how, and I'm not, I'm not calling you to be the word police. How many know those people? Don't point at them. Oh, y'all not say that. Y'all not say that. Oh, man, I don't feel good. Oh, y'all not say that. Well, how are you going to know I don't feel good unless I tell you? Right? That one guy, one guy said, I want you to put on my, on my gravestone. I told you I was sick. It is an absolute truth that you are the greatest prophet in your life. In fact, You've never met a greater prophet than you when it comes to your own life. Somebody needs to hear me. Because with every word you speak, you prophesying. Are you, are you a glad prophet or a mad prophet? Every time you talk about yourself, the words are so important that Jesus said that you would give an account for every careless word that you speak. Matthew 12, 36. And careless is a Greek, or a Greek word named argos, which means lazy in a negative manner. Jesus said that the words he spoke were life and spirit. But these careless words 
that we will give an account for are absent of life and absent of spirit. So what are you what are you saying about your life? What are you saying about yourself? See, it is the in it's an interesting note that Argos is used of ground left idle and not yielding a crop. Argos is used for those who are unemployed in the marketplace in Matthew 20 and 3. It is used as uh, money not invested yielding no return in Matthew 25, 27. It is used in multiple ways. We can't afford to be careless with our words. Begin to speak those things that aren't as though they were. Not based on what you feel, but based on what the Word of God says. Fill your words with positivity. Make them, I, 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 I read this the other day. It said, make your words your employees. Now, if you had employees that you were paying, it is different when you pay them. See, when, when you're the employee, you think, well, they owe me this. Now, when you're paying somebody, if they were not producing, what would you do? Fire them. Get rid of them. Some of us need to get rid of some of our words. And start declaring what God says about our lives. Isaiah 20, uh, 33 says, For the Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, our king. He will care for us and save us. The people of Israel will no longer say we are sick and helpless. For the Lord will forgive their sins. Quit saying, I, I, I can't do nothing. I can't do anything about where I'm at. Yes, you can. You can start with declaring the word of God over your life. You can start saying, I am his own. You can start saying, he comforts me. He counsels me. You can start saying, God is my healer. God is my creator. Quit, quit listening or quit allowing your circumstance to dictate your narrative. Start declaring what you want your, your, your circumstances to be. But don't just say it. Listen, here's where we get in trouble. We get into this trouble when all we do is talk, but we don't do. You got to talk and put some action behind it. The, the Bible said in Matthew 12, 37, the word you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Think about that. Acquittal comes by the words you speak. Condemnation can come by the words you speak. And the Bible also says in Romans 12, 14, 22, happy is he who does not condemn himself by what he approves. And what that means is by what he agrees with. What words are you agreeing over your life? You'll never be happy. How many, don't say that no more. Quit saying it. I'll never be happy. I'll never get through this. I'll never, I'll never get by. Hogwash. Bull. You will in the name of Jesus. If you agree with the word of God that is set over your mouth, then nothing is impossible with you. So put a mask over your mouth. Watch what's coming out of your mouth. Put a mask over it. God, I'm not going to be who they say I am. I'm going to be who you say I am. I'm not going to do what they said I'm going to do. I'm going to be who you called me to be. Now I'm closing. If we want to be strong, we want to be healthy, we got to practice spiritual distancing. Amen? So how do I do that, Pastor? Well, keep your distance from infectious people. Keep yourself clean by continual washings. And put your mask over your mouth. Come on, stand with me on your feet this morning.
Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Holy Spirit, you are in this place. We have sensed and felt your presence. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you help us to keep our distance from infectious people. That you help us to clean ourselves by the washing of your word and by the washing of your spirit. Lord, that we put a mask over our mouth so that the things and the words that we speak, the words that we speak will be words according to your word and not according to our circumstance. By the power of your Holy Spirit. Now I know that we've already had a good time in worship and altar, but as, as the Spirit Life team comes, I don't ever like to let a Sunday go by that if you don't know Jesus, what I mean by that, you've not asked Him to come into your life and to forgive you of your sins, and I want to give you that opportunity. I give you my word, I won't embarrass you. But every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you, would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my, in my life. I won't embarrass you. Anybody in this room? I'm going to, I see that hand. God bless you. I'll pray this prayer with me. Everybody, would you pray this prayer? Lord, forgive me of my sin. I receive the blood of your son, Jesus, as payment for my sin. Now go home with me. And never let me be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give Jesus praise in the house. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And we will see you next week here at CRCOG.